0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Ah!
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side.
2: And I'm Eric Austinus from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, and we're working Where? our way towards spring. That's
2: right. And we're here every Tuesday to bring you information on real estate and finance. Yes, we are. Always have interesting guests on. Yes, we do. And just a reminder, this is a live call in show. If you have questions for us or our guests, give us a holler. You can reach us toll free at 866-712-1300.
1: And people need to get on that. If they want to do it today, because right. uh, as you know, we're
2: very moving. soon.
1: Yes, in fact, this is our last show
2: on thirteen hundred. On thirteen hundred. Well, right. we're currently also going to be on AM fifteen. Yes.
1: Well, we're not simulcasting, not yet, but we're but. being recorded to be played back on Saturday from two to three p.m. on AM fifteen ninety. The answer, the answer. Mm-hmm. yes. So we are moving on up and over to. Not only more of Seattle, but the east side. That's we're right. Get a nice radio signal over there, so I'm very excited about little that. A little
2: stronger signal, yeah. And a boost, especially it's good pointing to be out more towards east side. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's we love right.
1: It. Well, so, we do a lot of business over there, so it makes sense that we have the kind of broad coverage that we're getting.
2: Absolutely. So there you go. There we are. It's the only
1: way I want you to call me abroad.
2: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and you know, uh, and just so our listeners know too, uh, a lot of the times, uh, and even after the show, you know, some people don't don't uh, feel inclined to call in during the show, mm-hmm. uh, but we get we get a lot of. Content contact afterwards and we if do. you have yeah. questions for us we're always happy to answer questions provide additional information mm-hmm. uh, every person's situation i like to say is a story problem yep and we love solving hopefully story not a problem problems story. well that's sometimes they're <laughs> that too uh, but we can try try to sort that all out and if you have questions for us reba can be reached at uh, on Twitter probably or well, you, at can, the email. you can
1: reach out to me on a number of different media, mm-hmm. but you know, info at teamreba.com gets to me and my team. Sure. Uh, at Team Reba, or just the you know, the Team Reba. You don't always have to say at, I guess, but Team Reba on Twitter. Of course, we're also on Facebook. Um, we actually have a new Facebook page too, by the way, which is um, about lifestyles, which is four two five connections. Speaking oh, about cool. the very
2: cool Very cool. Yeah. Excellent. So and lots of questions. Cool I stuff. can be reached. Yeah. On Twitter at ericismybanker, that's Eric Is banker. That's E R I C. And my email address is simply Eric at eric is dot com.
1: Yeah. So we're pretty yeah, easy to track down. Yes, we are. In yes, fact, right. you could just Google either one of us and you'll find pretty much a plethora of options yeah, in how to much. reach us. Yeah. Yes. Which
2: which means that we're both old or <laughs> getting there. Okay. It means we've been Speak around a long time. Speak for yourself. It just yeah, means well, I have
1: really good online content. I don't know. And it has nothing well, to do with age. That's
2: great for you. I'm just old. <laughs> that's Notice right. how I am yeah. not arguing that yeah, point. No, 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 no,
1: <laughs>
2: no complaints there that's right well but there's we're...
1: plenty of complaints on your side it's just <laughs> whether or not go. i'm going to argue your that's age. right
2: well we've got a great show today we've got we steve do. abercrombie with us and steve is a adjunct uh, professor at south seattle college mm-hmm. and also is a principal uh with the uh, connected buildings we're going to be talking about uh, about green today
1: yeah energy so, efficiencies energy all efficiency. kinds of good stuff and then not only do we have steve but just mm. for fun how yes. we got to know Steve.
2: One of the newest members of the Team Reba yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah, Ella.
1: Ella Rich is going to be with us today.
2: And welcome, Ella. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: Yes. Well, I am an agent on Team Reba, and I've been in the built environment for over 10 years with a background in having run a carpentry business with my husband and having obtained my bachelor's in applied science. In sustainable building science technology from South Seattle College.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Oh, good. So kind she of...
3: was the wonderful connector right. of connected
1: buildings right. with Steve. So I'm very excited.
2: Also, happy to be fluent in Spanish, correct? Sí,
1: es cierto. Llámame. <laughs> good, good, we will good. not be doing the rest of the show in Spanish. I right. just want to point well, that out. Uh, in terms of <laughs> I know that. Uh, you know, <laughs> Although someone needs us to have it translated, well, anyway, I think you could help us out. That's
2: right. Know. Well, we're broadcasting <laughs> from the studios of Salem Communications, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. uh, quite a few Spanish language stations yes, that, there are. that uh, Salem Salem puts out there. So if you walk down the hall of the the station here, mm-hmm. you can, you know, half of it's Spanish, half of it's English. It's always kind yeah. of interesting. No, it's
1: very great. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, good. So. Okay, so are we going to do our usual thing, though, here in our first Let's segment? Because you're like, do it. diving into stuff. So. Absolutely. So, okay. Reba. Yes.
2: Who the heck is Humphrey Hawkins? <laughs> See, I got her stumped.
1: Probably someone to do with the Fed.
2: You're absolutely almost correct. That's yeah. right. That's right. Humphrey <laughs> Hawkins, twice a year, mm-hmm. it's called the Humphrey Hawkins Testimony, uh, the chairman of the Federal oh my gosh, Reserve.
1: Like- Tony Phil? There
2: you go. Something like that. <laughs> kind of, yes, for, very much so. Yeah,
1: That's he right. He comes out and he's if, like, rates are going to get worse.
2: Yeah, that's right. Rates if, are going to get better. If, if, <laughs> yeah, if, the Fed, if the Fed chairman smiles, you know, rates are going down. He sees
1: a shadow. That's
2: right. Well, he didn't smile today. Let's just put it that uh, way. Uh, but twice a year, uh, the chairman of the Fed testifies before the House and Senate banking committees. It's called the annual, semi-annual Humphrey Hawkins testimony. And our brand spanking new Fed Governor, Jerome Powell, mm-hmm. uh, Fed Chairman, I should say, Jerome Powell was uh, was testifying before Congress today. And most of what he said was to be expected, uh, but he changed a little bit of his language. And if anybody's listened to or read the transcripts of what the Fed says, it's such measured and guarded and and well thought out and well prepared because every word, you know, is being hung on by the markets. Right. So, you can almost actually look at the transcripts of Fed announcements and, and lay them side by side, and maybe they change a word here, or maybe they change a word there, but there's really not. You know, it's, it's usually fairly consistent. So today, I don't, I don't think that Powell uh, really disappointed, uh, but the one change that he made is that he indicated that the economic outlook today is stronger than it looked in December. Okay. So that was all it took. Uh, to cause the bond market to go into a white knuckled panic. panic and uh, yeah. <laughs> putting upward pressure on interest rates, uh, we we have been so sort we're of even
1: up over last week.
2: Well, we're we're we actually ended the week fairly good and uh, and had a couple days of, of a rally with a bit of downward pressure on the rates, and that was all sort of washed away uh, with the with the testimony today. So. They're still not bad, but but there again is still a little bit of, of upward pressure mm-hmm. still prevailing with with mortgage rates. Um, the national average conventional thirty-year fixed-rate loan uh, today is averaging four point five eight percent. You know, and again back right. oh wow December whole, we were we were around four wow. percent you yeah. know in, in December. So it's 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 up about almost five eighths of a percent at this point. A 15-year fixed rate at national average 3.93%, so still under four. VA and FHA were averaging 4.38%. Jumbo thirty-year fixed rate loans are averaging four point six percent, and if you're inclined to look at adjustable rate loans, a five one ARM, where it's a thirty-year loan with a fixed rate for five years, national average three point five eight percent. Okay. So everything is is up, you know, from where we were just a little bit, of, you know, compared to last week, and um, and we'll kind of see what what happens as the as the rest of the week goes on. Did we see maybe a little bit of an overreaction to the Humphrey Hawkins testimony today? We'll see. I guess we'll know here yep. in another couple of days. Okay. Uh, so that's what's going on with the markets right now. How about the real estate market?
1: Well, it's uh, everyone's ramping up for our spring season, of course, so it's uh, fast and furious as always. Uh, we've got loads of listings we were just talking about that on our we had a because uh, i had a all-day class yesterday i was actually in an interesting class i was in um i don't know if you've ever heard of sips so unlike the television show chips no. doesn't have anything to do with the highway patrol but sips is the certified international property specialist and i have quite a few different well actually you and i are working together with this particular client i have mm-hmm. a, a referral out in Pisa, italy right now correct yeah uh, probably not a building that was built green so to speak well it's 400
2: uh, years old probably not Yes, it was 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 built in the 16th century.
1: It might (laughs) even be more like five. But yeah, it's uh, built in the 16th century. Very interesting property. Uh, But we have a lot of international clients. Mm -hmm. And so I have been wanting to get this designation for quite some time. And there's actually five full-day classes that I have to go through to get the designation. Um, But, you know, 30 to 40% of Bellevue are people who originated from outside of the United States. So you need to understand how to work with different uh, cultures and the people coming in and the experiences they may have had in their own economies and countries. And the same thing with you know dealing with people going out of the area, too, because That's that actually true. happens quite a bit here as well. People going down to Panama, Belize, Mexico. Um, I'm considering a place in Spain and or Panama or, or both over time. You know, there's all kinds of different things that you have to kind of be familiar with. So interesting class. Uh, and everyone was talking a little bit about what's happening in the market uh, as a group collective, but then just within our own team, anecdotally, so busy, right? Cause like we just did a class right. on Saturday. We had more people coming into the marketplace, but we've got people ready to move up. I think they're seeing what's happening with interest rates right now. And so a lot of our clients that we're talking to were like, well, are you in your dream home? Are you in the house that you want to be in for quite some time? Because if you wait... Just as you've proven over the last several weeks, talking about the market and the rates, that is going to become more and more expensive, not just because our market's so tight with inventory. We, right. l- we lost another 17% of in inventory, but price-wise it's going to go up and the cost of borrowing is going up. So we have a lot of people starting to really get into the like, oh my gosh, i got to do this now. Because it's going to take some time to get there. And probably the questions that we're getting asked the most is, how am I going to get this house sold and get into my next place,
3: Mm -hmm. right? And we're Mm -hmm. going to start
1: actually bringing that topic up a little bit more frequently when we don't have a guest. I mean, we love having guests on this show, but there are times that you and I definitely need to dive deep.
2: Yeah, we got a lot to talk about.
1: So much to talk about. So that is um, a big one that not only are we going to be talking about it here on this show, But we're going to be putting some video series together. Um, you know, for our listeners, if you want to get more of the open house with Team Reba programming, we are doing more and more video, both on our YouTube channel. And then that's also going to be posted on our blog, you know, which goes onto our website, which also goes onto our mobile app. By the way, if you have a mobile phone and you want to be able to get this show uh, prompting you when we're on air, you can download the Team Reba app on uh, iPhone and Android. We're, cool. pre- we're pretty cool like that. Wow! Yeah, we just had them finally uh, update the information because since we're changing stations, right to right. The AM 1590, so we just got all of that done this week. Uh, I just had confirmation with my marketing meeting with Russ Woods today, and and so he's got all the right stuff in there. So. A lot of good things going on.
2: Lots of things going on. Yeah. Well, excellent. And the market
1: is very, very robust.
2: I had a, a customer yesterday uh, making an offer on a condo in West Seattle. Mm-hmm. And the condo was listed for 580. Yeah. He was paying all cash, mm-hmm. no financing, mm-hmm. and he was going to close in two weeks.
1: How was he your customer then?
2: Well, because we'd swoop in afterwards oh, and refi. refi him. Oh, yeah. Replenish his money. Okay. We call that a delayed purchase transaction. Anyway. Anyway. He bid 720 on a 580 listing. Didn't get it. It's that tight.
1: It's very tight.
2: Yeah. When we come back, we're going to be talking green. So stay with us and, and learn from Steve Abercrombie as we um, talk about green building. Stay tuned on Open House at Team Reba
0: If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here with Steve Abercrombie, who is a uh, principal with Connected Building, but also adjunct professor at South Seattle College. Welcome, Steve. It's great to be with you. Yeah, really
1: glad yeah. to have you here. Super excited to have you. I love the topic of green. Um because there's green designations within the residential real estate space, as you may be aware. Uh, of course, there's always things like lead and other kinds of green designations within the commercial sector. But even before this became a, a much more commonplace thing, I've been doing organic and kind of green type things myself for probably about 25 years, right? So as I've seen it become more commonplace, it just, it just warms my heart. Hopefully not like warming the climate. But, you know, it just makes me happy because I... I am one of these folks that, one, I'm chemically insensitive, and I have a lot of other allergies and things like that, and I just, you know, our homes are where we reside, and we, you know, feel safe and feel loved, but for a period of time, we had construction that made us sick, and now we have, you know, the reverse trend of that, thankfully, at least in our area, where we're trying to make everything whole again, and so I just love that these kinds of programs are out there, Um, so yeah, definitely thank you for being here. And then also we want to mention again that we have one of the other Team Reba team members, which is Ella Rich. Thank you also.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah. So since you were involved in the programs there, Ella, I'm hoping that you can either speak also to the experience of what it was like to go through these programs.
3: Yeah, it'd be my pleasure too. Yeah. I right. love And
2: All right. on that topic, Steve, can you tell us a
4: little bit about the program yeah. and what you do? Certainly. So the Sustainable Building Science Technology Program at South Seattle College is a two-year Bachelor of Applied Sciences program. Folks come in with an uh, associate's degree, Mm -hmm. and we have a range of different folks coming from either uh, have been in the it's something related to buildings and really want to uh, improve their skill set. We have a number of inc- incumbent workers, folks in the trades that are now looking to get into project management, move into facility management. And then we have a number of people that actually may have been in facility management or other uh, building-related professions for 20 or more years and have hit that ceiling where they really need the bachelor's degree, more finance management communication skills in order Mm -hmm. to advance in their careers. So we have a really great mix of students that come through in a two-year cohort program and learn a little bit of of everything. They learn from technology to communication skills to building controls, building science, and then as well they have an applied practicum both of internships and portfolios and then a senior capstone in order to graduate the program. And so Mm -hmm. we focus on sustainability, on sustainable building technologies, but have a uh, fantastic connection Industry also. We have an industry support group. Have a number of speakers that come through, Mm -hmm. and so students get a wide range of educational topics, and then go on to really look at changing careers, getting into a new field, or a lot of students stay in their uh, with their current employers, but oftentimes can take a significant step up in level of responsibility and hopefully a bigger paycheck. Got it.
2: And when we're talking, uh, you know, sustainable building, uh, I know that you cover a couple different areas, both the, the commercial. The commercial realm, but also residential housing. So how do those how do those two compare? Can you give some examples of some sustainable, you know, I guess, trends, you know, if you will, that are going on right now?
4: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll start in residential, I really look for buyers at sustainability being three things. To me, it's comfort, Mm -hmm. It is health. It's uh, the things Reba was talking about, about having a healthy home. And then it's uh, it's efficiency. And they're really often that efficiency means lower bills when it comes to electricity and Mm -hmm. water. But also a lot of people are doing that because they're looking externally and, and care about things like carbon. Mm-hmm. Um, on the commercial scale, some of those same things, but um, larger scale buildings also really have to look at functions of how they interact with stormwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, materials usage becomes a big question and what they're doing with the materials where the materials come from. Uh, and then uh, you know the, the complexity also scales up quite a bit as you're talking about commercial buildings with um, integrated technology solutions. And then a lot of my practice is really focused there is as we're seeing technology mature, how do, how do green and sustainable aspects come together? With, the, with information technology and with other technology fields in order to make better buildings but also higher-performing buildings.
1: So it's like a massive nest system.
4: <laughs> it, it, it is, yeah. It is a,
1: in, a, in a way, right? Because aren't they building in uh, machine learning into a lot of these kinds of systems within buildings?
4: Absolutely. That's what we're, we're starting to see kind of at the, the edge. And a lot of that development is going, going on here in the Northwest. We're seeing mm-hmm. folks that have the uh, big data and machine learning backgrounds and are bringing those tools to apply to look at all of these pieces of equipment, each piece of lighting, mm-hmm. each piece of HVAC, uh, mm-hmm. heating, ventilation, and air conditioning equipment, and then trying to diagnose is something wrong, mm-hmm. does something need to be changed, and figuring that out before it fails.
1: Are some of those industry folks locally the ones coming in and doing some of the speaking to the people that you're you're teaching and coaching?
4: Yeah, we try to uh, we try to bring folks in that are uh, that are innovating in the space. Mm-hmm. or also get out placements from uh,
1: from students in, into that area. Do you, c- can you say who any of those companies are, or is that something that is? not something that can be broadcast here?
4: Well, uh, what I what I would say is that the, the core of the folks we have coming and speaking in the program are our large energy service companies. We okay. have uh, folks like McKinstry, McDonald Miller, uh, Siemens Building Technologies. They're coming mm-hmm. in and they're, uh, they're some of our key supporters. And okay. they're the ones that are actually taking these new technologies because they have existing relationships with commercial right. customers and implementing them. And then at times they will bring in those technologies or will, will bring those folks in um, from the smaller companies.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm so curious about this program uh, and kind of how it compares. I I, want to hear more and more about what you're doing and, and how that's applied locally, because as many of our listeners know, I'm on the foundation board of Renton Technical College. And of course, we have a construction excellence program. Is this, it sounds like this is maybe slightly different than the program's we have. Is that, do you know?
4: Well, I, I the the programs have been designed across the state board in order to be complementary. And I believe that the okay. Construction Excellence Program is an associate's-focused program. Yes. And so we have an, uh, um, uh, an articulation agreement where we will actually take students that are going through that program, and then they can, they can have a pathway straight through. So they'll get their associate's degree at Renton and then come straight in to the Sustainable Building Science Technology Program and okay. get an additional two years of school. Okay, too.
1: yeah, because I know we just had our uh, big foundation breakfast. On the 14th of February, and it was amazing. We had we broke 20% over what our target goal was. I was so excited. And one of the people that we highlighted as a student was a gentleman who'd been a 31 year Marine who had uh, gotten out of. Uh, the military, and then he became a, a drafter in architectural firms, but it was very kind of manual drafting, and he was ready to go to kind of his next step. And so he went into their program and came out with more kind of some project management and other tools as part of that. But I don't think I'm, I'm not sure that we cover any of these things that you're talking about right now. So I love that it is a segue for somebody to continue their path of learning because I'm a big fan of you know lifelong learning. And there's so much that's going on in these spaces all the time. I think it's wonderful that they have kind of a a path around the around the region,
2: so to speak. What would a career look like for one of your graduates, Steve?
1: Yeah.
4: Well, there's a, there's a range of careers. We, we typically are, uh, are calling folks that graduate from our programs that are pursuing careers as building professionals. So oftentimes you'll see somebody coming out where they will be working in project management, they'd be working in facilities management, okay. uh, and that, uh, that typically what they're doing is blending some of that field experience or trade experience that they have, and a real deep understanding of buildings, and then bring in technological skills and project management skills in order to, for instance, look into energy efficiency at a broader scale in buildings. We've okay. had uh, a couple of folks that have worked for uh, Seattle City Light or the Utility Group or the City of Seattle mm-hmm. running some of their uh, sustainab- uh, um, sustainability programs mm-hmm. um, or for some of the, um, the housing divisions. And got then, it, got um, it. You know, we have we have other folks that are working for those uh, those companies um, that are service providers um, out in the field, and they're they're really looking like Reba was talking about going from a from a drafting position into now moving to a More project room.
2: project management and that sort of a thing. Yeah. So w- when I think and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this because uh, oh, you get ready to
4: correct. <laughs> them. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Right. Right.
2: <laughs> well, when, when I think about um, you know, I've, I've looked at a lot of of uh, different different aspects for a, for a home. For instance, renovating an existing home, remodeling a home, want to make it as efficient as possible. You know, it always seems the number one thing you know persons should look at is insulation for an older home. Is it insulated well or not? You know, you're losing so much heat from that. But but then you get into solar or you get into mm-hmm. you know some of these you know some of these different alternative um, you know packages. They're
4: expensive, or am I?
2: Am I wrong about that or what's the trend? Is it getting better? Is it getting easier? Uh, you know to adapt these technologies.
4: Well, I, I would say in, in in many ways I'm so excited about what we're seeing because uh, technology is maturing. Where we're seeing the prices hit the aspirations that we had of twenty or mm-hmm. thirty years ago. Okay, and so if you look at the the price of solar, it is it is decreasing significantly year over year. Mm-hmm. And you know it it is expensive. It is a, a big chunk of change. You know you're talking uh, fifteen thousand dollars plus if you want a, a decent sized solar array in your home.
1: Mm-hmm. But right, but then we also have Tesla coming out with. A solar roof.
4: Uh, absolutely, and and if you look at it, if you're replacing your roof, you're talking about the same the same kind uh-huh. of money. And mm-hmm. then-
1: that's I have to do mine in the next five years. Guess who's looking at what? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> so. and.
4: And the you know the big win in some of these ways too um comes to the the, the total package. So if you look at the asset value if you're doing solar we we we're, we're seeing more and more that you're you're getting increased value at sale. You get a big bump in your you get a big tax benefit federally when you install mm-hmm. solar. And then you can either if you can refi, I mean there's enough value in the house you can refi that out and bring it in. Mm-hmm. You're seeing, And there's even
1: green loans.
4: Yep. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you're seeing a return in many ways, where the the solar uh, electricity you generate was actually going to pay you more than you're uh, than you're paying in the loan. So you're, you're net positive, your net positive, and we're seeing paybacks, um, you know, under ten years if you're doing a solar project. All right, that
2: was my next question: is what's your typical payback period for an investment like that? So. Thank you.
4: 10 years or under. If you're if you're looking particularly if you're looking at that uh you know if you're uh if you're in Seattle and you have you're getting that nice uh, n- nice federal income saving for a year. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a, a big savings up front and then yeah, we're seeing um oftentimes with the feed in 10 years or so.
2: Got it. Got it. All right. And and on the commercial side, um you know, what what do, what what are our buildings going to look like say 10 years from now? And they're going to be like lawns on the on the roofs or what's it what's it going to look like
4: i mean we're we're already seeing we're already seeing that that. Mm -hmm. a couple of the uh the projects that i've uh i've worked on recently have those lawns on the roof they have Mm -hmm. uh, they Mm -hmm. have green roofs i mean those are becoming yes i love those quite common and and, and in many ways that's that's what a lot of green is in commercial and multifamily buildings is providing amenity value for Mm -hmm. for the tenants and that's you know it's a big attractant
1: so when those first came out though i do know um there, there tended to be kind of a drive towards doing them on a smaller scale a lot of times because I, I do know of some projects locally that, that had some leaking issues, right? But those were kind of a first run. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like any other technology or any other kind of building product. They're not always perfect, right? That's the, that's the unfortunate part. They're not always perfect, but they're constantly improving all these materials, right?
4: A- absolutely, and kind of with any innovation, uh, some, you know, we learn something from it. So if you're at mm-hmm. the front end, uh, you, you may have some bumps in the road, but those are often due just to something new exactly. rather than it being green necessarily. Excellent.
2: Well, stay tuned. When we come back, we've got lots more questions for Steve Abercrombie talking about green building technologies and the South Seattle College Program. So stay tuned. More with Open House with Team Reva.
0: Got a question? Call it in. 866 712 1300 Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass at Team Reba Remax Metro East Side.
2: And I'm Eric Osnus from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, and we're still here. With these lovely green folks, Steve Abercrombie, who's a principal with Connected Buildings but adjunct professor over at South Seattle College. Thanks again for being here.
4: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, and then also having Ella Rich from Team Rebus. Yes, yes, I'm excited yes. to have Thank more you so people much. in the house. Who also yeah.
2: has uh, green thumbs, I'm told.
1: She's got a lot of okay. green going yeah, on, not just go. green thumbs. That's She's right. She's got a green brain. That's right. I like her green brain. <laughs> so in fact, actually, we're using that quite a bit because we have more and more developers talking right. to us, sure. and so it's really great to have someone on our team who has some of this background.
2: Always really fun. Yeah. So Steve Abercrombie, we, we're talking about you know before the break, we're talking about sort of what do green buildings going to be looking like you know in the, mm-hmm. in the future, and even even now to this to this extent, and uh, and you made a, a comment over the break uh, that that kind of struck home with me. Is how um, efficiency in cars is so much further ahead of buildings. Well, you said our cars and, are
1: smarter than our buildings, well,
2: right? I mean, which I, might but, mean some
1: of the cars you don't like. Uh, well,
2: <laughs> there, there, there is that, but um, our listeners knows I, which ones those are. I, it's not that I dislike them; it's just I just don't want them in the left lane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. but no, I mean, if you look at, I mean, we have examples of 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 Teslas, for instance. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, you know, I, I saw one video of a Tesla racing a Audi R8, you know, a V10, you know, fire-breathing Audi. And the Tesla just very quietly smoked the Audi while towing a trailer, you know, with another car on really? the trailer. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen holy this. cow. And this thing is a zero-emission, you know, all-electric. And it's like, that's really, really cool. And in my perspective on a lot of the energy efficiency types of of technologies uh, being kind of geeky like that is, I'll spend money on it if it's cool, and mm-hmm. uh, and which is why the the Tesla roof attracted my attention because, you know, I don't want to let's face it, a big ugly solar array up on on, right. my, on my roof. Yeah, you know, if I'm living in a 1928 classic home, for instance, uh, but a glass roof that you know generates electricity that's
1: cool well it's not even just that it's glass because those things are actually very much shatterproof right right? well i understand yeah Yeah, exactly
2: but um yeah what i'm saying is i guess and 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 um there's a example we were kind of talking on the break there's a there's a tree in europe it's an Mm -hmm. artificial tree looks like a tree the leaves spin and it's a wind wind. it creates Mm -hmm. energy from wind and it looks like a piece of art that you could put in your front yard that's cool you know, so there's a lot of uh, advancements coming along. So how do how does that apply in our local area to the technology that you know and the buildings that we're going to see in the future?
4: Well, in, in many ways, that's that's what really drives me too. Uh, you know, I I'll admit um, I'm an energy efficiency guy, and I get yelled at all the time for forgetting to switch the light off in the bathroom when I, <laughs> when, I, when, I when I walk out. Oh, good. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, with, with a lot of these things, the, the what we're seeing in homes is the ability to drive efficiency through your home assistant. So now you can go and, and tell Alexa or Hey Google to to go ahead and. Turn the uh, turn the lights off and turn mm-hmm. the temperature down when you leave or sure. more so you can you can set it up so it knows when you're leaving the office or when you're leaving the house and mm-hmm. do it based on your cell phone and do it automatically yeah. and to me those are those are some of the cool things but then you talk about even more so you, you know that uh, you, you set that up as well so it's the right temperature when you uh, when you get home that you have your music playing so all, all of those features are getting integrated into uh, what's technologically available you can have a single remote to control everything within your house and it all integrates into a into a home system so you know that cool factor is a big part of what we're seeing and in commercial buildings now more and more they're able to customize what people want you know I, I think we we know again and again if you have an open office or you share, an office, share a space with somebody else one person likes it to be 65 degrees and right. the other mm-hmm. one wants it at 75 degrees right. oh yeah right and we're seeing technologies out there now that let uh, let the building actually accommodate for that. Uh, you can actually go on your cell phone. You know, we're, there, there's no thermostats mm. in a building that you can adjust. And no. you can go on your cell phone and tell the building if you're hot or cold, and it will learn, use the machine learning, and actually then adjust uh, those conditions based upon what you're telling. Oh, that's
2: so, interesting. Okay. I know my building is uh, seasonal. You know, it's it's cold in the winter and hot in the summer.
1: Right. And you're in an older building, though. I'm sitting here mm-hmm. thinking about um, the registry locally, uh, which is a great organization that follows a lot of what goes on in the commercial sector, I was at a function of theirs about a month or two ago, and they had all these technology players in there, like, from Microsoft and um, even Redfin, you know, like, yeah, they're a real estate company, but they call themselves a tech company. And they had they had four different firms up there, and the, the conversation was all about open space, right? So, like, I'm hearing what you're saying, but you have a room full of 30, 40 people and they're constantly moving things around. How does a building adjust to that? And kind of the new way that we're building environments or co working spaces.
4: Well, I, I won't get too nerdy with calling out specific technologies, mm-hmm. but uh, but, a, but a lot of what I've done in, in the commercial space consulting over the years is adapting spa- uh, space. Oftentimes, we use a long-life loose fit as a concept, okay. and that really is to uh, to know we're going to get that kind of churn in tenant improvements or in office uh, configuration and bring in systems that allow that. And so what we're seeing uh, is, again, that technology is caught up, and we're seeing these uh, heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems that really can uh, condition the space really in, you know, like a 50-square-foot area. So if you have a single desk or oh, wow. a desk under there, it's able to adjust to uh, to that individual space. You don't have to have the thermostat on your wall because you can do it with your cell phone. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is these systems will, are actually super efficient. They will bring the heat from mm-hmm. and the cold next door and interchange those. So they actually, if you have one person calling for heat and the other person for call, calling for cool, they are able to recover some of that heat next door without having to send it anywhere. Else. Oh, that's Is super that a technology
2: cool. that can be retrofitted, or are we going to see that more more on new buildings?
4: We're we're seeing it both in new buildings, but a lot of retrofits. I've worked on a lot of projects where uh, where that technology is is coming in, and mm. it's, it's been uh, it's been used you know in Asia for a long time as twenty mm-hmm. twenty five year uh, track record, and yeah. oh, wow. now is being implemented all over the
2: place here. Okay. So a building manager, again, there's going to be a, a payback period for investing in,
4: in technology like that. Is that similar?
2: You know, ten, fifteen year payback, or what's what's it look like? You know,
4: it really depends. It really depends on the uh, on the building. I've seen paybacks in that range. I've mm-hmm. seen much longer paybacks. But when you have end of life equipment, that's that's mm-hmm. really when they're when they're looking to come in, and they can do that in a retrofit because rather than bringing bringing big ducts and other things into the space, they're bringing pretty small pipes into connected system. So Got who it.
1: tends to bring that? Uh, into that building? Is it because there's some property management firm that's, that's working on that and they're just hearing what's going on with the different tenants or is it the building owners? Do you have relationships with commercial practitioners? Like, how, how does how does someone get engaged on that, or how do they know that's even around? I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of education, even just on what's available.
4: Oh, well, there absolutely is a lot of it, uh, education on what's available. I mean, tip, typically when we're working with an owner, there there uh, there's a range of design professionals. Mm-hmm. And uh, but who
1: brought who brought you in to begin with? The...
4: Uh, tip, typically, in that case, I'm working with the architecture and engineering team. Okay, and uh, and. Uh, oftentimes if I'm brought in early in the design process, what we're trying mm-hmm. to do is establish what are the different scenarios? Are we just going to use the, the business as usual case? Are we going to go middle of the line? Or are we going to go to the far efficiency?
1: But is that for new construction or the retrofit?
4: Um, I either or. Okay. So,
1: cause Microsoft, is, and I, I had heard about this while I was at that panel, but then, cause they were there also, but, um. Even just Puget Sound Business Journal put a big notation like they're doing a massive retrofit at the campus over in Redmond because they've got these buildings that have been around for many, many years. And so is that kind of something that may be happening inside those spaces
4: um, abs- absolutely, I think that they've um, they they did some pretty cutting edge things ten twelve years ago in mm-hmm. some of those buildings, and some of them worked out. And some, I think they they with the way that they're using the buildings now, um, have an opportunity for uh, uh, for improvement. So yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I think you're going to going to see that where they may save the shelves of some of those buildings and go in and just uh, just retrofit some of the HVAC systems uh, to better suit kind of a new style of working. You know, they yeah back in the day. Those were they were doing small enclosed offices, and that's not mm-hmm. how people are working anymore. So, right. with that, with that churn, gives them the opportunity to to upgrade some of the wow, systems. Wow,
2: really interesting. Okay. So, Ella Rich with Team Reba, I know you have a, a background in in this this discipline, but now you also work as a real estate agent. And how, how do you integrate all of the, all of this technology into what you do?
3: Well, I'm definitely passionate about helping people find homes and helping people make their house a home. And I think everybody loves to save money. For me, that was one of the biggest takeaways from this program was the business of running buildings efficiently and how Mm -hmm. much it costs on the front end for the capital improvement and then how that pays back and how that pays back not only after it's been paid, but then your utilities sometimes are paying you for the life while you're in that Mm -hmm. home. So you really have to look at when you're not hopping onto on-site renewable energy and you're left on the grid and other people are going that way, you're going to be paying more for your utility, because these utility companies, you know, have costs that need to get met. And Mm -hmm. so those of us left on the grid, our costs are only going to go up over time. So there's additional costs to consider. And um, I wanted to touch briefly on Microsoft, their Iconics technology. I actually did a big case study for them and was able to tour one of their early buildings, the Washington Athletic Club, the walk Mm -hmm. here locally, Mm -hmm. They had a five-year the whack the whack the whack whack. (laughs) not the walk the whack the whack (laughs) they um they had a five-year payback Um, wow it it, it cost about a million dollars to install but then after five years they had saved a million dollars in energy efficiency and it was a really interesting building because it had multiple additions you know elevators don't go all the way up in some cases and so it's it was an interesting building to retrofit. And the facility manager there had a fascinating welding studio where he created custom parts and was really integrating the old technology, some of it from the 30s, 40s, 50s, with this 2016, 2017 modern tech. And they were, I was able to see the interface. They'll know in real time when the spinning class starts, energy use increases, they can see things on the monitor um, going on. And different levels of their club and it's really fascinating
2: Wow very very cool how about on the residential side are you seeing um, kind of more more people kind of looking for energy efficiency homes as they're doing their searches
3: definitely especially with the price points in King County being so high mm-hmm. it's hard to swallow your monthly mortgage payment and an additional $500 heating bill sometimes so people are definitely motivated to get into these older you know, building stock structures and improve them, um, modernize them, and make them more their home. Mm-hmm. And there are, many, there are many energy efficiency programs from City Light and other utility companies that um, support that, that process and give them a little bit of money towards those capital improvements.
1: Well, and it's, it's not just that people are wanting to do that for the cost. I think they just think it's the right thing to do, you know, with the younger generations of people coming in. They've been raised with this whole idea of conservation. And we see that a lot of times within our workspace, right, where people just want to do it because it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Why be wasteful?
2: Well, I want to learn more about that. And when we come back, we have more with Steve Abercrombie uh, from Adjunct Professor at South Seattle College and Ella Rich uh, with Team Reba and Reba with Team Reba. Stay tuned, we've
0: got more coming up. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866 712 1300.
2: Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back, to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba, and we're bringing information on real estate and finance. And today, uh, we've got Steve Abercrombie from South Seattle College with us. And I'm learning a lot about green building technology. Thanks again for joining us, Steve. Thanks again for having me. So you've you've got and Ella Ella Rich here. I'm sorry with uh, with Team Reba uh, also kind of practicing the the you know the green real estate you know end of things. Oh, she's as not well just practicing. <laughs> not just practicing. She's really doing it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well that's, well, that's... We love it. Well, we that's, love good. It. that's good. That's good. I, I personally get involved uh, a lot in, in green building because, um, you know, at Home Street Bank, I work on construction projects and for residential homes. So somebody wants to come in and you either uh, build a new home or... or you know, significantly renovate an old home or renovate a really run down home. You know, I, I work on a lot of projects like that and, and I'm seeing, you know, a lot of these technologies being integrated into those projects, which is really, really fun uh, to see. So, Steve, are there statistics like if a homeowner can, can go in and, and, and make some make some of these green improvements, are there different – I mean, what are the where do they get the most bang for the buck, I guess?
4: Well, in, in many ways, the – biggest bang for the buck you can get is in, in a couple of places. Uh, in an existing home, going in and, and doing simple sealing. Uh, you know, I often say if you, you go around with one of those cans of, of spray foam, or you can hire a professional, is, mm-hmm. is actually to, to do a diagnosis and then find out where the unwanted air and drafts are coming in from your home. That's mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. a big bang uh, for the buck. So you're talking about a HERS, like uh, a HERS inspection? Well, uh, it's uh, it's similar to the HERS inspection, um, and, and oftentimes there are utility incentives for it. You get somebody to come put a fan, they put what's called a blood Lower door. It's a mm-hmm. fan with a with mm-hmm. a shroud in your door, mm-hmm. and oftentimes we use uh, an infrared camera to to detect where you have big gaps in your house. And Got you know, it. did mm-hmm. your folks ever tell you, you know, don't leave the door open during during the winter? Because right. oh, were you born in a barn? <laughs> yes. Come right, on. Right. Uh, <laughs> it, when you measure most older homes, you'll find out that you have a couple of doors open all the time just from the leaks in your yeah. envelope. So
1: we actually to that point, uh, Steve, we had Larry Stratton, who that's his business, is he does these kinds of energy efficiency audits. And so if our listeners are interested, you could always go back to our past shows at the teamreba.com slash blog Mm -hmm. site and look those up. And uh, we do have some uh, more information if people are interested. I'll post it on some of our uh, other social media sites.
4: And, I, and so I think that's that, that's a great bang for the buck. Another one is just looking at your lighting. You know, LED lighting has uh, prices have come down so far, mm-hmm. and they're great utility mm-hmm. incentives uh, for it. Uh, oftentimes, just when you go to a to a big box store, or a specialty lighting store, the utilities have a tag in there. That mm-hmm. They they knock the price off right at the uh, at the register. Yeah. And you can save a bunch of energy just by doing that. And it's not just saving energy. You know, honestly, when we went to c- compact fluorescent bulbs, uh, yeah, they
1: did not have good light.
4: They did not have good light. They and were very and,
1: sterile, very hospital. Like, just bleh, they were horrible. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, Steve, just so you know, we use these in our staging. Like, we, we try and use energy efficiency in our staging because the thing is, a lot of these homes are vacant. And so, from a safety perspective, what we do is we stage so the house looks like it's being occupied. And then we have timers on the lamps. And so that our clients know that we're not like jacking up their bills and stuff. You know, we talked to them about what what is the best temperature to keep the house at so it's not chasing people away when they're touring. But then we also know that people like to walk into a well-lit room. And we don't want to have all the lights up, right? We don't want to have that, like, hey, switch the light off. So we can have these lights on timers. And with LED, we get a good warm light that is very low cost and maintenance. and And they love that. They love that we think at that level for them. It's wonderful.
4: Uh, absolutely, and you know I, I would say that the other thing that I'm seeing more and more that a lot of people are doing is they're retrofitting with a ductless mini split heat pumps. So yes, mm-hmm. they're bringing Those that in. Are awesome, and they're they're fantastic. But the other thing is you got to think about. Um, often it really makes sense to to address and heat the whole volume of your house. By mm-hmm. the way, you also get air conditioning as a benefit, right, which with right. our warming, warming summers is, is a big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have to look at your other bedrooms, and oftentimes the the mini split does a great job for the main area of the house, especially mm-hmm. if you have an open concept. But mm-hmm. then you want to pair that with something else um, out in your bedrooms, like a radiant heating panel or a cove heater uh, that allows you to have quick on-off and still mm-hmm. stay warm in the, in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But then tie that all back to your Alexa so it knows, you know, you can say, hey, I'm going to bed, and it'll go ahead and fire it up for you.
2: Oh, got it, got it. What about uh, heating water? I, I know I have uh, one, one property with a on-demand hot water heater. You know, I think it's a Rene, Rene system. How, how do those compare to a traditional hot water heater? Uh,
4: they, they definitely save a bunch of energy. If you have natural gas, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of big wins. You know, they're they're energy savers. Uh, they have continuous hot water. If you have people that like to take a long shower, you'll never sure. run out of hot water. Yeah. And they save a lot of space as well. Um, right, right. And then we're seeing more uh, more and more a couple of new technologies. Uh, heat pump technology, the same as the ductless mini mm-hmm. split, mm-hmm. now has been put into, into hot water. And that's really efficient if you're electric only. And we're seeing some of our cutting-edge homes actually use, uh, use, the european technology that uh that does that not just for hot water but then mm-hmm. with uh, hot water heating in your floors and that makes for a super comfortable house with really really low uh energy use and so i'm um, seeing a handful of projects now that are that are just coming really out this is coming out of the research stage and into the uh, into the mainstream
2: sure in in our area i know heat pumps work really well in our climate
4: um what about geothermal? Did that ever take off, or is that something that's still viable? Uh, it is still viable, and it depends on uh, on where you are. You know, it's it's a it's a no brainer if you're in Eastern Washington or mm. other places. Out here, it depends on your heating and cooling demand. I've talked to uh, some practitioners that they say if you're on propane heat, it's an, it, you know go with a, with geothermal. Uh, it, it beats propane <laughs> hands down. Um, and in other in other uses, it really is viable and commercial. If you have a lot of heat that you need to get out, uh, we're seeing that. Uh, that used a lot. In a single-family residential, uh, you know, it, it depends on the individual uh, circumstance, but it, it's not mm-hmm. always uh, as straightforward. Got it. Got it. Very cool. All right.
1: Okay, so I want to make sure before we get out of this yes. whole segment, though. So we've talked about um, the fact that you do the stuff at the school, and you also have your company, Connected Buildings. Have we shared any information about how to reach Steve, if anybody's we have interested? Not. Okay, let's make sure we do that, because I don't want to rush it at the very end, and then you're like blah 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 blah, nobody can understand it. <laughs> so go ahead, let, let some folks know like, one, how can they get engaged at the student level, and then, if you could give us your contact information about your company,
4: certainly. So, at the at the student level, um, uh, South Seattle College has a has a website for the Sustainable Building Science Technology program. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of great coordinators there that you can get a hold of. They okay. will tell you all about all, all about the program. They can mm-hmm. put you in touch with me. We're happy to talk about the program. Okay. Do uh, we have
1: a website for that?
4: Uh, so it's southseattlecollege.edu. Edu. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my website is uh, connected buildings.net okay and there's a way to get a hold of me uh through a form on that website Um, so we'd be happy to hear from uh, from any of the listeners
1: okay and for our listeners all of our shows of course are recorded and then we put them out on our blog so we'll take all of these links and put it together with this show later on so if anyone wants to go through there and listen to the show again get more of this information we'll have everything available so thank you for all of that fantastic
2: and
4: you have a um, there's a tour coming up. There is a tour coming yes. up. So one, yes. one one of the uh, the great regional organizations here, the the Northwest Eco Building Guild, that's been doing this mm-hmm. for more than twenty five years, mm-hmm. uh, puts on a tour called the Northwest Green Home Tour. And so if anybody's interested in some of the things we've been talking about, it's a two day event at the end of April, and it's a it's a great opportunity to mm-hmm. go around to a whole bunch of sites uh, here in Seattle and beyond uh, to see what these things look like in practice, to get into the buildings mm-hmm. and talk with the builders, talk with the architects talk with the designers and and you know literally touch and feel these uh, um, these buildings feel how comfortable they are mm-hmm. all right. so it's a, it's a great opportunity. the only time gropings okay yes exactly <laughs> okay got it and I'm
1: that, actually <laughs> posting a bunch of those links on all of our social media right now too <laughs>
4: and for folks uh, for folks that are interested down in Tacoma or the Olympia area um, the middle of May May 16th and 17th there will be uh, home tours down there as well with a uh, okay. with a similar, okay. so. So,
2: so tell us the dates again for
1: that for uh, King County this one is uh, the one for the Northwest green Home tour is april 28th and
2: 29th april 28th and april 29th if somebody wants to uh, take part in that
4: how what's the best way uh it's to go to the uh, northwest green home tour website okay uh, nw green home tour nw green home tour okay got it Excellent.
2: Okay, that might be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. intrigued by some of this. And is this mostly yeah. residential? Yeah, outdoor?
4: this is mo- uh, mostly residential, and it's a range. It's a range of different projects from, um, that uh, that include some retrofits. They include uh, some built green certifications, and uh, then including passive house certifications, which are buildings that actually don't even really need a heater. And so you you get cool. the full range of what kind of what's going on in green that you can check out uh, in the region.
2: Excellent. So in the future, we're going to have a passive house and Alexa or some someone like that's going to be controlling everything. And all we got to do is like pull up our smartphone or probably in the future, we'll just sort of think about changing our temp and it's going to, going to sort that all out.
1: It's a little scary how it's starting to know that that's much about great. us. We're
2: definitely going there. Well, we really appreciate having you on the show today, Steve Abercrombie. Thank you so much for joining us. And Ella, I'm sure we'll be you. seeing you on the show more often here. Hope, so the, hope today was uh, informational, educational for all you listeners out there. Join us again on Open House with Team Reba. All right. Let's go get green. There you go. Have a great week, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash maxmetroeastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba. Here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL. House, in the middle
2: of our street, our house.
0: Program sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osness of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Business.